0: Welcome back uh, to what is a special occasion here at Castle Rock Critical. It is the season wrap-up of Castle Rock Season 1. And yes, this is a spoiler warning. We are going to be discussing the whole of Season 1. Obviously. Obviously. So if you haven't seen it all yet, go finish it and then come back and listen to this (laughs) because it's going to be really good. And I've got some fun things planned for us today. Um, Today I'm joined by John. Hello. Lucy. All right. And uh, our little buddy down in Australia, Gareth. Morning. Um, Sadly, there's no Emma this week. Now, guys, I've got a little bit of news. So she's read so much Stephen King over the past three months. She's completely lost it, gone insane. And we've checked her into Juniper Hill. Now, I went to visit her yesterday. Uh, She's in a very bad way. (laughs) Right. So I just want to say it's lucky there's no King Corner this week.
1: Ah. Otherwise, you know...
0: Yeah, that otherwise, yeah, oh. very convenient. Um She was writing her name in faeces on the wall, but we had to, you know... But
1: that was before we checked her in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so it's the moment that everyone's been waiting for. You know, you listeners are probably itching, chomping at the bit, as we say, uh, for the most important time of the season. And of course, that question is, how many blueberries are we going to give season one of Castle Rock. So, um, guys, we've been talking about it a while. We had the Castle Rock live with the Historical Society guys last week, uh, where we refused to blueberry at this point because we needed more time to sit on the finale and the season as a whole. And uh, I know you've all been thinking about it long and hard. I'm going to come to Lucy first today.
2: (gasps) That is madness. That is
0: madness. Uh, Ladies first, Lucy what are your thoughts on the whole season? And then secondly, I need your blueberry score. And for anyone listening for the first time, welcome. Late to the party, but welcome. The way it works is it's either zero is the worst score you can give, five is the highest score that you can give, and there can be no halves. It's a very harsh, but fair scale, Lucy.
1: I really enjoyed it, but I have to say that it lost, it lost sight of its own plot for me at the end. It seemed like it was going in a really interesting direction, and then it kind of... There were so many loose ends, red herrings that were unsatisfying, um, storylines that weren't fulfilled and upon reflection over the last week since seeing the last episode, um, I've kind of got more annoyed with the ending. Yes. Um, Yeah. But there's still a lot to love about the series, especially how it began, especially the acting, especially some of the sort of visuals, the atmosphere. I mean, one of my main concerns now I look back is that it wasn't really scary.
0: Well, if you were listening to the live chat that we had, we did say that there hasn't been enough horror this season. Yeah,
1: overall, I would give it a three out of five because I did enjoy the majority of it. For me, there was the idea that they came up with the idea of the series and didn't have a conclusion when they started filming. Mm. And that's why it ended up so weak. Like, we've spoken with our friends over at Castle Rock Historical Sci- Society. Um, <laughs> they <Tell laughs> sound like the a hysterical,
2: hysterical society. Hysterical they are society. Hysterical.
1: We've spoken with our friends over at Castle Rock Historical Society. What is wrong with you? I don't know.
2: You're struggling with that word? It's just
1: because you said hysterical about um, <laughs> the Castle Rock official Twitter and how they're trying to, like, explain things over there. Um, stuff that was never evident within the series and I think that kind of shows it was a very weak ending. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to give it a three. Unfortunately.
0: Okay, well, that's interesting. Going to bounce it over to our little buddy over in Australia next. Gareth, one of the more positive members of the group, someone who has enjoyed the season as much as me and oh, Emma have oh, this I'm, season. Don't
2: tee him up like I'm that. Te- I'm <laughs> tearing
0: him up. I'm tearing him up. Gareth, what's your blueberry for the season, my my little
3: companion? Don't, don't worry, John, he's going to be absolutely fuming when I'm feeling <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um no he's not he's spot on to be honest um I did I've got to say a lot of what Lucy said resonates with me um I was I was drawn in immediately to the show I think it started started brilliantly with um it's it's world creating and it's it's atmosphere that it managed to build up through um through the the technical side of things like the editing and the the camera work is is beautiful some of the scenes are um amazing to look at there were the soundtrack is stunning throughout and it's got a lot of uh the the things that sort of came to mind early on were things like uh stranger things um i was getting a lot of twin peaks vibes yeah definitely um which is a show that I, I've I really enjoy. So I was I was enjoying that. It had some of the the really good things that American Horror Story has, um, yeah. Which I've mentioned before, and it is a, it's it's not a show that I enjoyed overall, but um, it it did have some some cracking atmosphere and Castle Rock managed to capture some of that as well. It got to a, a really intriguing point, and yeah. there are a lot of questions and yeah. Um, and we cause a lot of speculation, and that's good. you like a show that you like a show that asks you a lot of questions um but at the end of the day the last the last two episodes took us down a route that we didn't want to go down and didn't answer all of the questions and a lot of the questions aren't the big philosophical ones that we want left open to us they're the shitty, pointless ones that nobody wants to spend time thinking about Uh, because of the fact that the last two episodes um, let it down I'm gonna have to concur with Lucy I'm giving it a cheesecake topper three blueberries three blueberries okay so we've got a three we've got a three I'm gonna
0: jump in now with Emma's blueberry score who couldn't be here today But in Juniper Hill, she was just garbling the number four. So she's going to give it four blueberries. All right, is that a genuine score? It's genuine. She messaged me just before we recorded. It is four blueberries. John, I will go last. So I'll leave it open to you to score the season penultimately for us.
2: All right, so um, do you know what? I'm in a really good mood today. I'm in a really good mood. And uh, I just wanted to think about all the the positive things of of this season. The score I'm going to give it is... Is three blue- blueberries out of, of five. Mm. Um, do you know what? There are parts of... Uh, I think I gave two or three episodes of five. You did. Two, um, actually. And there were parts of those episodes that I thought, I love this series and, and uh, the potential behind it. And actually, the potential behind season two... Like I feel more excited about season two than I do about, say... Westworld season three. Yeah, correct. Exactly, yeah, Even though I've scored uh, Westworld season two higher than than this, mm. um, but look, I, I uh, do I think it's uh, a good good series of, of TV. Yeah, I do. I think it's it's it, look the the ending is massively disappointing, uh, and we can't get past that. Um, and the fact that uh, someone as positive as Gareth has given it a 3 out of 5 will tell you everything you need to know about how damaging that last episode was. So, uh, look, it's, it's a free for me. Would I recommend the series? Yeah.
0: You know, it's as we said, we love the show. It's a very good show. We are, you know, and we said this in the live thing, no show is infallible. We are Castle Rock critical. <laughs> we have to highlight when certain things uh, go awry. And in our opinion, you know, the last two episodes were a misstep and I think we were all pretty agreeable on that I mean Emma did give the last episode a five so she disagrees in that regard and I
1: she's in Juniper Hill she's so. in Juniper
0: Hill so we've sent her away um I'll give you my my thoughts I'll give you my thoughts I'm going to echo what Gareth said at the start and go, what the others go. have said uh technically the show's amazing so five blueberries acting I'll give it a five blueberries I'm just breaking it all down the town and the character of Castle Rock I'd give that five blueberries because I think it's <laughs> just Amazing sort of character that made the town seem so eerie and horrendous, and the way they, they, they built it up, and the world building, as Gareth mentioned. Uh, my boy,
2: can I just ask something there? Yeah, if season two yeah doesn't stay in Castle Rock town, yeah.
0: yeah, I'll be fuming, right? Okay, I'd be angry. My boy, my boy Alan Scott Glenn, my favorite actor character in the show, uh, I'll give him five blueberries. The amount, of lost, <laughs> the amount of lost references, I'd give them five blueberries. I know you guys have probably given one. Easter eggs.
2: This is weird things to score yeah, on. Four yeah, four blueberries. And lost. Yeah, lost. <laughs>
0: Easter eggs, four blueberries. Writing, four blueberries. But unfortunately, the plot holes, I'm going to give that a three.
1: Right. So- they deserve a lot less.
0: My aggregate scoring is a four blueberry score for the season. Not five, a four. John was probably predicting that I'd give it a five. I'm going to give it a four, mainly because there are too many plot holes. And we've got a special segment coming up later on, which is another quick fire round. But this time, <laughs> we're going to highlight all of the questions that were unanswered. And I can tell you something I had a, I, I genuine, this is genuine, I had a list uh, compiled by Castle Rock Historical Society and myself. There were over 70 questions in that list. <laughs> I've uh, watered it down to about 30. Oh, come on. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, so there's a lot of things they didn't answer. And that's fine. I like the ambiguity. But... I just felt the last two episodes were a bit of a misstep however the season as a whole was brilliant we're going to be back for season two we love talking to you guys it's one of the best shows on television to come up with theories and come up with discussions and talk about Stephen King Mm. so we're buzzing for season two to be honest with you Mm. and the fact that it's an anthology show is brilliant because it means that even if they did make a couple of mistakes from the story this time they might learn from that and they might also you know go in a completely different direction in the second season Mm. so it leaves a lot of room for maneuverability and a lot of room to grow upon an excellent start for a show I mean it's very rare that the first season is the best season it's actually quite a rare thing I'm thinking like maybe Game of Thrones Westworld season one was excellent I think season two was a misstep for them so you know there's the it's it's difficult it's difficult but I think it's time we move on to uh, a new a new little segment we're gonna have today Uh, and this is a likes and dislikes segment but first a quick advert Hello, yes, advert section once again, and as it's the season finale, we have some favours to ask you. One um, is we are going to be continuing as a podcast all year round, and we would very much like you to follow us for the rest of the year, because... We have a lot of interesting and fun content coming out. Uh, We are going to be covering other Stephen King adaptations, novels. Um, We're going to be covering Castle Rock Season 2 pre-production, anything the showrunners said, any uh, production rumours, casting announcements. So we're going to release an episode every two weeks now. So not every week, every two weeks, bi-weekly. And a bit of news. Uh, So as I said, Stephen King adaptations... The first Stephen King adaptation that we're going to be covering is John's personal favourite, Cujo. (laughs) So in two weeks time from the release of this podcast, the first adaptation we're doing is Cujo. Um, If you can, in the meantime, go and watch Cujo. If you've already seen it lots, then that's fine. You don't need to watch it again. I'm tasking Emma in Juniper Hill to read Cujo and to also watch it and then we're going to get together have some beers talk about the good points the bad points how it relates to Castle Rock bad points well there's a lot in Cujo but yeah Um, and you know we're just gonna have some fun with it so please do join us for that Uh, also to say we do have another podcast it's called Fan Critical it is on all the same channels Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn you name it we're on it and we would very much like you to subscribe to that as well Mainly because it's got everything that we've ever done on there. Westworld, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, Black Mirror, Marvel movies, Star Wars. All of that is on there. So if you like any of that sort of stuff, please do subscribe to that. We release an episode probably once per week on there. And that's it. Back to the podcast. Season is over. And now in this segment... <laughs> I'm going to ask you a few questions and I want short-ish answers. That is directed at Gareth over there in Australia because he loves to waffle. A few minutes maximum. And when I say a few minutes, two. Two, yeah? A few is two.
2: Even that feels quite long. It might do. Oh,
0: That's a long time. So first of all, I want to know, I'm going to go around the group in turn here, uh, what your favourite episode of the season was. And listeners at home, you think about this as well. Like think about what your favourite of all these things and dislikes i'm going to mention in a minute but john what is your favorite episode of the season
2: i am gonna go with episode eight um
0: past perfect
2: yeah oh there you go i know all the names nerd yeah i mean it i mean it, it feels very different to the rest of the season the uh the dead and breakfast
0: oh yeah Lovely, lovely stuff. I mean, that's the thing about this season. When we go round in this little group of questioning, mm. you're going to realise how many fun things there were that were just sort of slotted in there as little short mm. stories. Yeah. So let's, let's continue that. Yeah, I like that. Pass perfect.
2: I, yeah, I absolutely love that episode. I literally was... I burst into laughter. Gordy. Uh, when uh, when Gordy beat that guy with the book. I was just like, that was yes. Hala- that was hilarious. Yeah. It just came out and I just wasn't expecting it. Mm. Um... Uh, but the rest of that episode was just like it was just hilarious. I, I thought it was uh, a great mix of like horror and just I don't know, like black comedy, if you will. Yeah, and, um, I, and, and sh- you know I love that.
0: Yeah, you bloody love that, mate. I bloody love that. Good so, decision. Very good decision. Can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Um, throwing it over to Gareth over there. I've got to go with the Queen. Ooh, very good choice. Um, a vintage yeah. choice. I mean,
2: obvious. It was-
3: it was a be- it is obvious it is the obvious answer but it's also it's also the, the right answer, answer. <laughs> yes um so anyway the reason that i'm right about this is it was it was just beautiful i love the the portrayal and the fact that you know it could it could genuinely be like a um an a sort of arty representation of what dementia might be like um or it could be some kind of supernatural time traveling lady yeah yeah and that and that that's a big question of the episode like is Ooh. it is it real is it um or is it is it supernatural and yeah. um that kind of that's one of the big questions of castle rock itself and that's one of the big unanswered questions that is a good unanswered question yeah good that's unanswered sort of question that you want to be left over yeah right? um but yeah some some beautiful scenes some beautiful music some beautiful acting, beautiful episode. Very good. Lucy, throwing it to you, next favourite ep.
1: Okay, um, yeah, The Queen for me as well. Um, the Queen for me um, was the best of this show. It was actually scary, a lot of it, when the kid turned up and the the sort of the conclusion was heartbreaking, very poignant. And as Gareth said, like a, a good insight into what it could be like to suffer with dementia Fantastic acting, fantastic soundtrack, fantastic visuals, definitely the high point of the season.
0: Yeah, and uh, John's going to be annoyed because I'm also going to say the Queen, and I'm going to give a couple of reasons for it that I think haven't been mentioned, but I agree with everything that Gareth and Lucy have said. And John, I do agree with you. Past Perfect is probably my second favourite episode of the season. So I think there's a general consensus here. But um,
2: But do you know what? How annoying is it that a season that has its best episodes seven and eight. Which is
0: perfect timing, you'd say. And <laughs> yeah.
2: so bad. Dis- disappoint- yeah, Disappointingly. Frustratingly.
0: frustratingly. But the Queen did something, and Lucy said there, it was actually scary. And the reason it's scary is because it highlights a very um, mortal, like real uh, disease. It's one of the most horrible diseases that you can, you can contract, where you literally lose grip of reality and who you know and who you love. So there's a genuine... Uh, juxtaposition between the fear of the supernatural and also the fear of the very real and very possibly is what it is that she's just got Alzheimer's and that was beautifully represented in the way that they directed the episode the way they constructed the episode the way that scenes flowed seamlessly into one another and when you invested in it up to that point seeing these things again from a different perspective was extremely effective Um, so I I can't fault that as I said I was in tears in the morning when I watched it here in the UK (laughs) (laughs) in buckets of tears john would have been laughing at me in the corner um
2: no look i i got upset yeah i I, I mean very
0: very upsetting and i was thinking about it and i still think about that episode of television and i still think it was the best episode of television i've seen for a long time over a year or so now so uh yep the queen let's move it on to the next question your favorite character of the season throwing it to lucy first
1: i'm gonna go for dennis celebski
0: oh Zed yeah. oh boy yeah
1: I really felt Papai. him I, re- I actually cared about him and considering he died in the fourth episode <laughs> I feel like he made a really good impact and I actually wanted him to do well I wanted him to succeed and the fact that he didn't I found it really upsetting and I think to get, elicit those sort of feelings with only a few elicit. episodes is really it's really good writing and really good acting um, and when we saw him again I know he did kill Molly but in was it episode 9? And he was a police officer and he was doing better. I was really happy to see him. <laughs> officer Doofus, yeah. Well. <laughs> just doofy.
2: Just not his- <laughs>
1: it wasn't his fault, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to say him because I think I really, I did have a bit of an attachment to him and I, I wanted him to succeed and he didn't and you know, that was actually very tragic. So yeah, mm. big Z for me.
0: And I'm going to go next because I never get to go second. So mm. I'm going to, and everyone knows that say. my favourite character is Pangborn. So I'm just going to say Pangborn. Just mainly because... Pangers. Pangers, yeah. Our boy. If you haven't seen Scott Glenn in anything else, please do go find out some stuff that he's done. Um, he's also in The Leftovers, which I talk about a lot. And he's excellent in that. Plays a very similar, aloof, sort of <laughs> mysterious character. Um, and... He just adds so much gravitas to the character of Alan Pangborn who has such a rich history within the town of Castle Rock and you buy the fact that he's been through so much turmoil and so much supernatural activity that he is very skeptical not, not skeptical anymore he believes in in what is going on in this town he believes in the curse and he is the white knight of uh of Castle Rock and you know it was devastating his death devastated me um and maybe is why I didn't enjoy subsequent episodes as much, because I just felt like he was going to be there in the end game. So, um, yeah, Pangborn for me. Uh, John?
2: Okay, so, uh, you know, I don't like naming the same people as, as others. You don't. So, I'm not going to say Pangers.
0: Yours is Molly, then, isn't it?
2: Uh, well, we'll get on to worst character in TV later. But, um, <laughs> do you know what? Uh, I'm... I'm not even going to say Gordy either. Oh, he's amazing though. Um I'm going to go with uh
0: Mrs Gordy.
2: No, I'm going to go with uh Desjardins. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go with Desjardins um, because I have certain sympathy for him. Uh and no, 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 well, no. Hear me out.
0: You've got a box in your back garden as well, have not you? Your
2: brother's bones. Well, not, well, yeah, okay. Jesus. <laughs> You've been keeping people
0: in your box. Well, look,
2: I look. I'm hosting you guys tonight, so yeah. you know, I had to rush home and tidy the place up. Imagine if I got home and Lucy was already outside. She would see what a hovel I live in, like Desjardins, So I feel yeah. really sorry for him. Clutter. Um, my favourite part <laughs> of that, my favourite and my absolute favourite part of that was the uh, was the end where he just said to um, to. Little Henry. Um, I didn't touch you.
0: I never touched you, boy. I never touched you. I ne-
2: yeah. I, I never touched you. Like, brilliant line. Uh, cracks me up even now <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. It's just so awkward. Yeah. Um, the only thing that he was missing, I would have liked to have seen him in the finale mm. cutting someone's hair. But other than that, um, I really liked him, <laughs> and I would say he would be my favourite character of the season.
0: That's an interesting one, and one of uh, a lot of people's disappointment of the season was not seeing him again. Yeah. Maybe we'll see him in subsequent seasons. Who knows? Gareth, uh, fa- uh, favourite character, mate.
3: My favourite character is that guy who comes up to the car picking up the dead crow. No,
2: that was my <laughs> one. Well, he
3: stole the show for me. Yeah. No, I mean the the best character is for me is is pangborn but I I don't want to say the same answer either so I'm going to go with somebody who is horribly underutilized Ooh. um Jackie Torrance she's mm. um what she's mm. really she's she's a cool character Yeah, like she could have been a lot of fun and um I'm hoping I'm yeah. really hoping that <laughs> we see more of her Oh, not in that way, John. Oh, Um, actually, just said,
2: "Oh, she could be a lot of fun." (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Um, Yeah, I think you're right, Gaz. She was she was underused. Um, Not in that way, John. Again, (laughs) but (laughs) but in all seriousness, like they just didn't give her enough decent material. Uh, As I said, the best interaction she had was with Dead and Breakfast Gordy, um, which was hilarious and and, you know let her shine as a character. But it's a shame that that was her. Yeah, shine. See what I yeah, did there? Pun. Yeah. Uh, the meatiest... That was the meatiest thing she had to deal with uh, this season. So, uh, I, you know, room for improvement is what I'd put next to her report card. I'm going to throw it to Lucy next, who I think is going to just absolutely destroy you, Gareth. Uh, she, least favourite character of the season.
1: Yeah, Jackie Torrance. I found her smug. I found her self-referential. The um, sort of the teaser in at the end of the last seri- uh, the last episode... Where uh, she's talking about going out west or whatever, do not let the next Good season ways. be about her because she's an absolute drain. Jane levy's a fantastic actress, so oh it's, yeah it's, i'm not I'm not slagging off the actress. it's more the character of just didn't fit for me, and I found it really irritating
0: fair enough, I mean brutal, but whatever um, moving it on to John next for his least favorite character, and I know who it's going to be already <laughs> if you're if you're a fan of charmed, look away now
2: <laughs> <laughs> out of order well. But you know it, though. Like, Molly is... Molly's garbage, man. Like, she's garbage. Come on, man. Like, even the character that's supposed to be doing well for herself, I still think, no, she's a she's shit in that as well. Mm. Do I, you
1: think she's a shit
2: actress or just a shit character? She's not a shit actress. I don't think she's a, a shit actress. I don't get what the point of her is.
0: Well, um, and I have to say, when you said in episode three of our podcast uh it's just like an episode of charmed it did yeah. it did uh tar her for the rest yeah, of the season for me spot on. and that's annoying um because i hate
3: to agree with you on anything you ruined that character john you like it, it was a spot on observation i just hadn't seen it and then you said it and couldn't get it out of my head
2: but don't you think she feels uh like amateurish or like cheap for a show like this
0: no, I think she, from her interview, she seems to have been very happy with the show, um, and you know her. her no, ca- no, no, no.
2: I, I mean, from a viewer observation. From
0: a viewer observation, potentially, but <coughs> it, it's an inter- It's just an interesting one, with Molly, because she's a bit. She is a fan favorite in a way. However, no one, and I question anyone out there who's listening, to say that her resolution in this season is good. It's garbage.
1: Yeah, it's disappointing. I think
0: you you follow her for the whole season, um, and. Before the final scene, she, and she's intrinsic to the events of 1991 and what happened with Henry and the Rev and everything. Ugh. Before the final scene, she has no resolution. She flees town. Um, fair enough. And then you just see her chilling with her grandma in fucking Miami Keys. I mean, what is this? like? So Molly, interesting character. We debated her all season with The Shine and the fact that she's related to The Dead Zone. But a resolution, for me, one of the biggest disappointments. But
2: why does she end up there?
0: Because Henry said, "Go, go away. Get away from here. Take Wendell and go. And go you
2: somewhere warm. Never,
0: yeah, never come back to Castle Rock." And she does.
2: Ah, uh, the warm thing. Yeah,
0: but go. you know, Molly.
2: Go somewhere better than that. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think Molly. And the keys is whack. She's gone for
0: the. <laughs> she's gone for the oxy. Jesus, remember that's where the oxy uh, comes from. Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gareth, it It's you next.
3: Uh, least favorite character. My least favorite character is not from not from like a, a, a writing perspective, but in terms <laughs> of the, the pantomime villain. Is Rev Diva? He's he's a pretty awful man. Like he's, um, fanatically religious to the point that he's going to kill his wife because she's sleeping around, as John and Len put it, um, incorrectly. But incorrectly put it that we know um, of. Just a he's just he's just the worst, isn't he? The worst combination of, um, of 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 being overly religious and also mentally unstable not a good combination your least favorite character is the rev i think that is completely uh justified
0: i'm gonna say oh, i was gonna say the rev but gaz has kind of spoiled that so now i'm gonna have to think of oh, someone sorry. else say no i'll tell you who I, I tell you who i really didn't enjoy as a character this season um warden porter she was just fucking pointless and she annoyed me from the outset um And they completely underused her character, apart from she did have the most hilarious death scene of the season. That was great. That was amazing. Um, So I can't fault her use there. And maybe it was worth all the garbage that she was doing just to get to that point. So for me, Warden Porter, not very well used character and made a lot of mistakes and annoyed me consistently.
2: I agree. I, uh, that is a confusing character in this season.
3: Yes. Uh, Worst moment of the season, Gareth. We haven't spoken about him at all. But I'm going to say when it's revealed that Henry Deaver's son's name is Wendell. Oh my God. <laughs> Agreed. What an awful name. Like, who is going... Yeah, let's call him Wendell. Honestly, Wendell, Wendell sounds... It sounds like some co- sort of white goods company, doesn't it? Like, oh yeah, I've got myself a Wendell fridge.
1: It's the sickly character in The Simpsons, no? In the school with Bart. yeah, when, when,
0: Wendell. <laughs> Wendell. Wendell's been sick again.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm bang on with you with that. Wendell. Awful. Awful. And we've said it all season, how he made it out of this season, no one knows. But he did. Well done, Wendell. Well done. Uh, throwing it to John next. He's probably got about 20. Here he goes.
2: I would say... Maybe the bit where he turns into this fucking old monster zombie. No,
0: no, that's one of the best bits of the season. I
2: do not think so. (laughs) Um, You don't need more questions at that point. Uh,
0: Well, you didn't know you weren't going to get the answer at that point. There (laughs) were still 15 (laughs) minutes left in the episode.
2: Well, no, I'd sussed about 20 minutes into that episode that it was like, well, unless the rest of this episode is some man that walks out (laughs) reading answers. This is the answer to this question. <laughs> question 59. <laughs> oh, that's what that dog was. Yeah, we have sent them in, um, we sent the questions into them to answer. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Uh, so I would say probably that um, or but to be honest, I mean there could be so many from that last episode, even the smile at no, I end, love the smile. Like,
0: no, that's good. Well,
2: it's, what is your worst moment, John? Well, if you're asking me to name Len's worst moment, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, so I, I'd, I'd probably go with one of them, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Um, um Okay. Well, I think I think I think. Uh, That's interesting uh, and that's absolutely valid. I'm going to say my worst moment next, which is the one year later in the final episode, because I think one of the best moments I liked was finally seeing this demonic reveal of the kid's face. And I think something I wasn't expecting and it's very sort of Stephen King as well in a way to to just be given this glimpse into the supernatural that we just were after this, you know, doubting everything. And, oh, what was that? That sort of reaction. Everyone like, went back and on all the forums and the Reddit and everything. Forums. forums and Reddit and everything. People were showing pictures and coming up with theories. And it was really fun. <laughs> um, not those sorts of pictures, John. Um, mm. And uh, And, yeah, so for me to have that moment and then literally a second later, cut to black, one year later, they say then, I was just sitting there going no we're not going to see any of that. And a that a
2: few moments later I man. was uh,
0: yeah I was very annoyed on first viewing and as I said in the other podcasts I settled down you know after a while mm. but I, it it for me felt it was it was such a delicious reveal for me to yeah. not have any um conversation after that or like just some sort of questioning back and forth mm. or something just something there just a bit more meat on the bones mm. uh was for me a disappointment yeah uh, for, very valid very yeah and throwing it to lucy next
1: the fact that uh your girl jackie and henry can be present at the scene of a murder with an axe <laughs> in the head of Gordy, and literally nothing comes of it so we we see him, he runs away and okay, he does get taken in, but she is free to go to the mellow tiger and write her new shitty book with no consequences. <laughs> like there's... The yeah, thing is, it. if you're going to show something like that, show a little bit of the consequence. Like, oh, she got taken in, but she explained, I know you do see her going, oh yeah, I turned up and this was happening. For me, it was just... That was poor, and that was when I was like, "Oh God!"
3: I mean, you're, you're judging a book based on a very small excerpt. There, let's yeah.
1: The worst moment's not the book, the worst moment moment's the fucking plot hole.
0: L- Lucy's annoyed because uh, she had the same book idea and it's
3: just, it's just not worked out for yeah, her. Jack
1: Torrance is my fictional uncle. I think
3: Lucy sees a lot of Jackie Torrance in herself. Yeah, Lucy? That's what pisses yeah, her that's, off. Yeah, that's why she's, she seems to be... <laughs> yeah, Jesus.
0: Uh, and now to the final of the uh, little questions here before we move on to something that's going to be extremely exciting. Biggest surprise of the season. So before we went into this season, we did not know what to expect and it has been an amazing season for us podcasting. It's been so much fun. It's literally been amazing to meet up with you guys and talk about theories and with everyone listening to talk about theories and have all the feedback from you guys and King Corner. And we have loved the show. But as I said, we're fan critical. And coming into it, there were going to be things that we didn't enjoy. And that's the same with any show, like Westworld season two. We didn't enjoy certain things. Game of Thrones season seven was the same. And we love Game of Thrones and that sort of stuff. So. Coming into it, we had no expectations. All we could hope for was a show that was rich uh, rich to talk about and rich to come up with theories and all of that sort of stuff. So there has to be surprises for us because we didn't come in think with any expectation because we didn't know what to expect. So, John, what was your biggest surprise of the season?
2: <clears throat> I know what I should say. I should say um, Lacey's head coming off as his car goes yes, off the cliff. that was ridiculous. But... As you rightly so pointed out, in the fucking preview podcast for the series, yes. I said that that could happen in the first episode. You did,
0: so you're going to give yourself a pat on the back so, there.
2: So, you know, just uh, just putting that out there again, and feel free to listen to that and yeah, see how go far back,
0: off we were. Go back, and li- like the show, there's little Easter eggs hidden within our podcast, so if you go back and re-listen, you might see him.
2: What most surprised me was not Lacey going in the first episode, but... I expected mm. to see more flashes of him. Yeah, like like substantial, ma- maybe even a whole episode yeah, dedicated to I him. I agree. And, I thought um, that
0: a Lacy Bottle episode would have been good because Terry O'Quinn is awesome and he would have carried it well.
2: Well, imagine like yeah. So imagine if that that Bottle episode is is a. It's, as much as I loved episode eight and I did love it but imagine if that episode was or, just set when he finds yeah the kid or, I'd love just in that I'd or, love it
0: or episode 9 could have, we keep episode eight and episode nine could have been the bottle episode with Lacey finding the kid and then the kid telling his story to Lacey. Yeah. yeah. But not having the over dramatized alternate universe thing, but more just a sort of the kid sort of explaining it and then Lacey coming to terms with his personal life and his secret life, obviously. Yeah. I think that could have been extremely powerful. And it's a misuse of Terry O'Quinn in a way, but you're right. Biggest surprise Dale Lacey underused. Yeah. But,
2: like, re- like really surprising. Yeah.
0: I'm not, we, we, we don't write for the show, but if we did, episode nine. Lacey bottle episode Mm. fact, and then we would then Acadia over at Castle Rock Historical would be happier because we'd have seen more Mrs. Lacey. So just saying, just the sex scene, two no, unnecessary, okay, two birds, one stone. Not like that. Um, What I've not seen the video, (laughs) (laughs) Gareth. Phone
3: it to you next. Biggest surprise, my friend Zalewski going mental and shotgunning everybody, yeah, correct. That I that like. Man,
1: that was um, my other one, it, Gaz. That
3: was my one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, there's there's another big one. You know, like at the end. So pick one of them. Um, but Lucy, you you mentioned it earlier, and it's heartbreaking as well as a, as as anything else. Like Zalewski a good guy, and he's been he's um he's been driven into this corner by that 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 dickhead woman who keeps saying mean stuff to him when he gets onto a shift and seeing, seeing men knock lunch out of prisoners' hands. He's, um, of course he's going to start shooting up the place, I suppose, when you look back, but no, it came out of nowhere. And, um, that was a, a certainly was a surprise at the time. Um, Relatively early on as well, and then we don't see we don't see much of Zalevsky at all until we go to an alternate universe, which is a shame. Yeah, I and I a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> officer doofy.
2: I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> um, another scary movie reference. Get them all that in is there. Bizarre. Um, Gaz, I have to question that you think it's fine for him to. Because So the, the phrase you used is, of course he's going to go crazy and start shooting everyone because prisoners are having their food knocked out of their hands. He works
3: in a school. Oh, come on, man. It's awful.
2: He does. He's <laughs> a <his> teacher. <laughs> he's a teacher. Stay away from the canteen, guys.
3: <laughs> Honestly, some of these year, Like, the year eights are bigger than me. It's, <laughs> oh.
2: The eight-year-olds are bigger than you, mate. Jesus, mate. Okay,
0: Lucy, biggest surprise...
1: Well, that was my biggest surprise. There's a Levski thing. Do I have to think of another one? No, you can go with that. You can go with Zelevsky if you want. Um, I guess it was quite a surprise that uh, Molly took the tube out of Matthew Deaver. That's, That's a good one.
2: Yeah, yeah, quite oh, yeah. surprising. That's a good
1: one. That it was her. That was never really explained when she said it was like it was your hand over my hand, and that kind of they never <laughs> they never came back to that. Um, which is also a surprise that nothing was explained. But yeah, I would say Zalewski, but as you've taken that from me cruelly, Gareth, I will say Molly creeping in to the Diva residence to take the tube out of Matthew Diva to kill him.
0: My biggest surprise, I'd have to say, um, is just, I know this is not a moment, as it were, it's more of, I was just surprised at, the how the show looked it looked like a million dollars. It looked like more than a million dollars.
2: two million dollars.
0: I'm gonna go with four million dollars um but no like when we went into it obviously Hulu have produced shows before like Handmaid's Tale which is excellent and has a very clear aesthetic and a very clear look to it and when you're creating a show you need to make it recognizable so that when people turn on the television they're like I know what that is straight away and also you think about it um and I was just impressed with how as I said before they made Castle Rock itself Seem like a character just the color palette everything they did with it and it made it feel like a Stephen King property and to do that I think was impressive because I was worried uh, when the show was was announced that it might seem a bit tacky at times it might be a bit like I don't know not very well polished or cheap um, and to think that the only thing that was a bit cheap was Molly's power, really. Is, yes. It, if that's the only thing that was cheap about it, then I think they've succeeded amazingly because everything else was fantastic. So for me, that was a big surprise, how professional and how beautiful in a very
3: weird, creepy, horrific way the show looked. <laughs> One big surprise that, that we haven't mentioned, that we probably should just mention, surely, is, is the ending, right? Like the fact that Henry locks up... Mm the kid I mean That's, that is a surprise ending it's a surprise but I think I, I
2: think th- it makes a lot of sense though like yeah
0: it does make a lot of sense that he's now a tort. Ta- Henry's tortured and the kid is tortured and and for anyone who wants to hear more about our theories on the kid and Henry because we have done it to death I think in terms of we did a, a, a live podcast which was two and a bit hours long uh, last week so do check that out it's the episode before this one and we did an episode before that covering episode 10 and how now Henry's a prisoner and what is the kid. And, you know, we've given every answer I think we can give in those chats. So I don't want to dwell on it too much. I think the ambiguity is there for everyone to make their own mind up. Remember, we are the jury. We need to make a decision. We all found the kid guilty and sentenced him to life down the hatch with Henry who then in 27 years will get manipulated, kill himself, and we start again. That was our judgment. So, yep, now this is going to be fun. So uh, the show posed a lot of questions, and it said, hey, look at this, hey, look at this, ooh, this is interesting, mm, what could that be? And most of them didn't get answered. As I said, there was a list of over 70 questions. I've whittled it down to 30. And in classic quick fashion, I want you all to answer these questions as I go through them, to a very you know urgent piece of music so the way it's going to work is similar to our last quickfire round and i know they do this on the official podcast but ours is going to be much more silly because we have no idea what's right or wrong we're just going to come up with some silly answers um but we're going to i'm going to go around in a group uh say your name and i'll ask you the question (laughs) uh listeners play along at home and if you've got any fun ideas for any of these answers or any of these questions or you think they have been answered, do let us know at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com Our feedback will be open all year as always. Okay, start the clock Okay, John, does Pangborn know what the Reverend was doing with Henry in the Woods?
2: Um... No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think he gives a fuck, to be honest.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Gaz, how much does Mrs Lacey know about Warden Lacey's time in the woods and the voice of God and his beliefs? But
3: absolutely nothing. Yeah, she think she's blind. She's blind. Know what's she, going on?
0: Yeah, she knows the world in front of her and that's Fair it. enough, mate. She's still got ears. She can hear things. Lucy, what's up with the sheep dog that Lacey sees before he dies?
1: That's his pet dog,
2: Sheepy.
0: John, what is on the tape dated eleven twenty three eighty nine that young Henry burns?
2: Uh, young Henry killing the dog.
0: Sh- puck. Oh my God, Jesus. Um, Gaz, who or what broke into Molly's house? Um, puck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucy, what's up with bandaged priest slash bandaged Rev that Molly sees?
1: Uh, plastic surgery.
0: Very good point. Very possible. Uh, John, what role did Desjardins play during the events of 27 years ago?
2: Um, Not enough of a fucking role, to be honest.
0: Fair. Good. Very good. Very good point. Uh, Gareth, what was the purpose of the box in the Desjardins' backyard?
3: I mean, surely to hold kids captive.
1: (laughs) But surely, yes. You you heard it here
3: first. Pennywise's box. It's got a creepy French Um, name. Lucy,
0: where is Mrs. Lacey? Where is she?
1: She's dead.
0: <laughs> she's, she's... I don't think she's dead. She's, she's, she's not dead. Um, OK, John, what caused Reverend the Reverend's remains to experience exploding casket syndrome?
2: Well, I have a popular theory about certain sexual escapades and buckets. There are no buckets in that scene. Jesus see, Christ. If I had to guess, you know what I'm going to say. Oh,
0: my God, we have to censor that. Uh, Gareth, In is some agency, force, or governing body monitoring Castle Rock or the schisma? <laughs>
3: Um, Governing Body, um, I, I'm going to say no, nobody official is monitoring it. <laughs> no unofficial, um, just some, just unofficial. Shield. Yeah. Just uh, Willy and Odin. Oh, Willy's operating,
0: is he? Um, <laughs> Lucy, why was Lacey pulled over the night he had the kid in his trunk?
1: Um, drink driving.
0: Not very possible. Definitely. Um, John, why does the kid want lace the lace the Lacey's Lincoln? He went to get that car, why does he want it?
2: Because it's sweet mobile.
0: Okay, fine. Okay, Gareth, <laughs> where the fuck is that Lacey Lincoln? Because it was supposed to be delivered the next
3: day. That's true. Um, yes, all of these know. questions the are kid... correct. They haven't been answered. Continue. The kid ate it? I don't know. Like, anything. Um, a
1: helicopter crashed into it. Uh, really helicopter crashes. Yeah,
3: a lot of helicopter crashes.
0: Lucy, who were Henry's biological parents?
1: Uh, Odin Branch and Mrs Lacey.
0: Jesus Christ.
2: Oh, that's good, though. I
0: think Odin Branch is one. Uh, speaking of Odin, John, was Odin, the Rev, and Lacey in a cult slash a new band, slash they have their own podcast?
2: Um, well, yeah, I think everyone knows that, uh, and we're all waiting for the podcast to drop, and we're yeah. all going to listen to it, and yeah. we can cancel our
0: one. That's very true. Um, Gaz,
3: what caused the kid's shoulder stoop? Uh, um, I reckon he did his AC joint. Um, <laughs> playing basketball. Probably... Yeah, it was some sort of it was some sort of basketball. Oh, baseball! No, he's a baseball fan, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's he a big baseball his, fan. Popped a his shoulder, runs. a home, run, a home run, two
2: home runs to none.
3: <laughs> Lucy, uh,
0: what is the smaller than a teacup object from the Twenty <laughs> Questions game?
1: Uh, Roof diva's booby. Jesus, Ooh. man,
0: that's inappropriate. Don't talk about city that space egg that way. Teacup. Um, John, why did the Reverend kill Puck?
2: Well, we know he didn't. We know Ooh. young Henry Diva did.
0: Uh, Gaz, or did the Rev
3: kill Puck? If not, who? <laughs> 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 the Rev did not kill Puck. Henry killed Puck, as we said a minute ago. Yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah, correct. Lucy, did Mrs Lacey remove something from the basement when she moved out?
1: Ooh. Lots of paintings of the kid.
0: What, you think there were more down there?
1: Oh, yeah. Fucking gallery.
0: And, and one of Lionel Messi. Okay. John, who killed Odin?
2: Um.
0: Odin Branch, that is. Puck. Jesus man, back from the grave. <laughs> Pet cemetery vibes. Oh, Gaz,
3: why did Lacey paint the kid in Henry's shirt? Mm? Um, jumper. Y- jumper theory. What the fuck is the answer to that? That is mad, isn't it? Um yeah. I think it's because of the jumper theory. He asked for his jumper and so ended up wearing it.
0: Quickly, jumper theory is that the kid just saw the jumper on Henry for oh I was really cold, need a jumper, took it from him. Hold Classic. On. Hold
2: on. Why did Lacey paint the kid in Henry's shirt? How did Lacey fit into that shirt? Ooh. <laughs>
0: yeah, <I'm silly. laughs> oh, Lucy! How old was the kid when he stopped aging?
1: Uh, Skarsgård's twenty-eight, so I'm going for twenty-eight.
0: Twenty-eight, like that? I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, John, what is Lacy's life like in Castle Rock Two or Alternate Castle Rock?
2: Um, I think it's exactly the same, but his paintings of dog shit.
0: You just think he's a worse artist. Yeah, 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 I do, yeah. Still looking for purpose. Okay, Gaz. How did the kid and young Henry learn that it is bad to be touched when you're not in the correct universe or timeline? All kids should know it's bad to be touched, but I'm just saying. Bats. That's
2: almost
3: the answer. <laughs> um, how did they? Some sort of leaflet campaign. <laughs> <Should> <laughs> <you? Hey-o! laughs>
1: Hark back.
0: Um, Lucy, was the kid telling the truth?
1: Yeah, but he's still a demon
0: right okay okay john how did henry get away with all of the murders and the town massacre one year later
2: as i said before look one year later they won't remember <laughs> they won't remember they won't remember
0: um gaz how did Lacey know the kid was the devil and to lock him up i reckon the dog told him the little <laughs> dog. bloody hell and uh lucy finally the question on everyone's lips will we ever see henry's old jumper again
1: uh bill skarsgård is a h H&M model it's going to be h ms autumn 2018 19 you've heard it first it's a time part tie- focal happen point it's a, That's what's going to happen. it's a tie-in it's a tie-in it's a
0: tie-in you know there's sales through the roof and that is it so guys as i said um that was that was whittled down there were double as many questions there and, I, and i've chosen the ones that i felt were the most relevant so look there were more so let just reflect on that for a second.
1: Too many questions. A, there, w- <laughs> w-
0: when I was asking you those questions, did you think, "Wow, there's actually quite a few here that I, you know, I hadn't thought of."
2: Yeah. Uh, well, look, Len, you know, most of my issue of the season is we we've got one story that we focus on, and we. Open up all these branches of story and Odin all, branch. No, don't worry about Odin it. branches. Oh yeah! Oh, who's killed him? Oh, why is that yeah. guy named Willie? Why is he standing out in the cold? Why is he shrinking? <laughs> why, we, we don't need to know this stuff. Like, it's just pointless.
0: And now uh, it's time. There's no King Corner this week. I'm very sorry, but that's because we've kind of covered. Everything that Stephen King uh, Easter Egg related is in the show over the last ten episodes, eleven. Oh, but can episodes. we play the theme at least? We though? can play the theme. I love. The uh, theme. I'm going to move. I'm going to remove the feedback theme, and we're going to play the King Corner theme Yay. as we move into listener feedback. I'm
2: innocent, Red, just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Fire, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum! red rum! creepy carry, creepy
1: carry. Yeah, I have some questions. I'm also a listener and I have some listener feedback queries. Um yeah. I love the King Corner theme. Yeah. I just Made wanna that. know <laughs> Len, what are all the films that you're using? Very
0: good question, Lucy. And I think it's time to reveal our Easter eggs, as it were. (laughs) Um, So... Uh We have used uh Leland Gaunt played by Max Van uh Von sidau uh saying I think it's time we turn up the heat. So that's no, him at Needful Things. We've mm-hmm. got uh Hey you Georgie, which is obviously Tim ah, Curry. Yeah. As uh, as as Pennywise. We've got Christopher Walken saying the house is burning. That's the dead zone. <laughs> Um, we've got it again when he says you'll float too. We've yeah. also got Cujo, no. which is at the end, which no, is like no, 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 no Cujo, no. no uh, we've silly got dog, go away. They're all gonna laugh at you, creepy Carrie, creepy Carrie, which is yeah. obviously yeah. Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have uh, The Shining, Red Rum, Red Rum in there.
2: Bye-bye. Rah, rah.
0: So guys there's a lot of things going on in that. Great, thanks for the compliment.
2: So, I, I think that's your best work.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's my it's 10 brilliant. my 10 Genuinely brilliant. 10 year editing career has come down to that, but thank you John. That was very nice of you. Um so now we have listener feedback and just to say feedback will be open all year round. Obviously our podcast is turning into a bi-weekly podcast. So um still sending feedback, more time to send in feedback if anything. And as I said, the first show that we got the first adaptation that we're going to be covering is in fact, uh, the adaptation of Cujo. We're going to be covering the film Cujo and some elements of the novel Cujo so you have two weeks to see the film or if you just want to have a refresher on it go check it out on YouTube or Mm. check something like that out um, because that's what we're going to talk about as well as some other Castle Rock related stuff obviously we'll have a little news segment in there Um, if you want any more feedback on the finale as well or on the show please do send that to us because we're still going to be talking about it Mm. you know in relation to these adaptations so uh, fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com email us or reply to us on Reddit so media. whatever you like um, so here we go first up uh, Charles has this to say and these are his thoughts on the finale uh, his first point is and this is his words Henry is now in Ward Lacey's position it feels like we're where we began yeah. after 27 years Henry will just take his, Henry will take his life just like the other two men who caged the boy it feels like we didn't make any progress now we did mention that and that is a valid point um, you know I just referenced it there a couple minutes ago that um that probably will happen. Do we all think that Henry will end up killing himself and then this whole cycle will start again?
2: Well, that's what they're alluding to. Um, and obviously, uh, Henry Deaver's face at the end is this mm. kind of, as he's climbing up the ladder, mm. uh, he's thinking, I wish I hadn't given him that burger now, to be honest. He's not going to eat it. He only eats the chips. Yeah. Um, looked look tasty, by the way. But he will still just go to the cinema afterwards and that other guy's going to you know, sit in the dark. Yeah. Um, I'd rather be that person.
0: In the dark? Smiling to yourself? No, no,
2: no, no. Oh, I'm no. i knowing, well, I've at least got 27 years of going to the cinema and listening to podcasts.
0: That's true. Yeah, you give a very good point. Um,
1: I think Henry and Warden Lacey have very different lives, though, as in Henry saw the kid originally like, and had felt humanity towards him. He also has a kid himself, his own child, Wendell, and Warden Lacey does mention in... I think it is in the last episode or the penultimate episode. Like, I never had kids because of you. I think they're very different. Mm. I think there's, and if you think of Warden Lacey's job being the warden of such a cruel (coughs) hellhole, whereas Henry is a very bad lawyer, but he's trying to save people. I think the humanity that separates them hopefully will spare Henry Mm. from such a fate.
0: Yep. Charles' next point is lost reference that uh, we didn't pick up on, or I didn't pick up on, which is very good. Uh, Henry now has to push the button in the hatch to keep the world from exploding. And that is actually very interesting because the kid is down a hatch Uh, There is a purpose to him being down there is to stop the world going into chaos. Spot on as well. Uh, Very, very, very good reference. Well done, Charles. Brilliant. Uh, The next point he had is the soap doll to Roof the kid makes when he stays with Molly. Uh, He leaves on the bridge in Molly's model of the town, which we have referenced before. And then we obviously find Roof back on the bridge in the finale. So relevant to that as well predicting the future in some ways yeah um and for next season maybe a different time period the schisma still has to play a part so that's an interesting point i mean we can talk about that do we think the schisma will still be uh, uh, a plot point next season
1: i think i have a query about next season i'm just wondering what you're all thinking um it doesn't really relate to the schisma but oh, it, might, it might it might but first. it might play into it <laughs> Okay. So I think Gareth mainly you have mentioned American Horror Story as a like sort of comparison to this show. Do you think, and do, would we like to see the same actors playing in the second series? Obviously, different characters, but like American Horror Story does, anthology wise.
3: Would mm, we be interested in um, that
1: or no? I'm
3: I'm going to say no. Um, not because not because I don't want to see these because they're they're great actors, um, but. I find, I don't know, that that would feel cheap. I think it would cheapen it. Um, I'm not
0: saying that American Horror Story is cheap because I do enjoy some seasons of that show. I think it's very hit and miss season to season. For me, it would lessen it. I want to see new, this is a poor example in a way, but True Detective, Um Obviously, season three is coming out soon and Mm. hoping to recapture the magic of season one. But I like the idea that it's different stories around, you know, crime and, you know, syndicates and all that sort of stuff and weird stuff that goes on there. (laughs) uh, But with different actors. I love that. Season two was a massive flop of True Detective. But if season three is by the same people again, I I, I like the way it's looking. um, And I want to see that sort of model followed. But yeah, that's what I mean. Just don't use... Uh, the same actors because I want to see new actors really I know some of them were amazing especially Scott Glenn but I think it would be fun just to freshen the whole thing up um, so thanks for that Charles thanks for writing in and thanks for your support this season moving on to some Reddit feedback uh, why is Floyd Pink who's written in to us before um, has said this question for you guys Uh, and thank you for your feedback why is floyd pink also as i said before we love your name uh question for you guys along with all the theories being thrown around here there is one about that final jackie torrance scene that i found as interest as an interesting take uh what if they weren't saying that season two was going to be following her off to the Overlook? but rather that they may have been hinting at the fact that the story we saw unfold before us throughout this whole season was directly from the pages of the book we see her finishing up in that final scene. Quite the reach I know, but I really want to believe this is the case because otherwise it just seems like a goofy, corny final scene to tuck in there. I would have much rather had any other thread tied up in that short scene if this isn't the case. So guys, we've mentioned it briefly in our live podcast last week, um thoughts on the theory that it was all Jackie's novel
3: i would i would seriously hope not i i get what um what they're saying there and you know it it's a shame that it's just a a goofy um a- addition at the end of the show but i would rather that than the whole and it was all make believe at the end yes that's that's worse that's I, a that's a, a bigger problem i think so yeah. i hope
0: not yeah, and I think we've talked enough about the end scene and how they missed a trick there. I know they gave us something which we've genuinely said across the board was was a misstep potentially as well. Like they could have given us something they could have they could have given us something a bit more interesting there. Um, but I I hope that isn't the case. I hope it isn't just all in her book. Just because it would it, it would just make everything seem make believe and and the ambiguity in that sense of fear that we have for those characters that are still alive and Henry who is trapped in this world is very real to us I don't want that realness to be taken away
1: it could be that she has written about the events that have happened and that's just the end of the book so it could still have happened but she's just sort of chronicling it maybe
0: yeah I, I like the way that she was always itching for that story that 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 you know she never said there was enough stories in the town which is mental gareth as we said because literally people were dying around her all the time it had to take her hitting someone in the head with an axe for them to for her to realize that there actually is a story there um
3: so yeah another unanswered question why why doesn't she realize what's happening in the town exactly amy had this to say and thanks for
0: thanks for writing in amy um okay so could a case be made that everything that the kid does after leaving the cage is to get Henry to come back to stay in Castle Rock? I was just thinking about the timing of the Shawshank massacre by Mickey or Zalewski. Um, she calls him Mickey from Shameless, and that's fair enough. I couldn't say his name for ages, so that's absolutely fine. Zilevsky. Um, And how it was timed perfectly after Henry decided to leave. Because remember, he did phone Zalewski just beforehand and go, look, I'm going to leave town. You know, this is it. Uh, So obviously the idea is there that the kid is trying to keep him in town any way he can and and killing Zalewski and making him go mad was an option there. Mm. Um, Are there other examples or am I way off, she says? Uh, You guys are much better than this than me. Not necessarily true. We do forget things quite often. Um, I think that's a very valid point. The kid obviously said he needed Henry to go back to his universe um, his all reality. Of his
1: actions are manipulative. Yeah, if he, you think he's, of how he behaved towards Ruth um, and um, Alan as well, Pangers, Pangers, getting him to go off so he could be alone with Ruth. And then he definitely orchestrated the murder of Pangers by Ruth. He's a
0: manipulator. And yeah, I,
1: I believe that he did manipulate Henry to stay in town because he knows that that's the only way he, he can get back.
0: He manipulated us as an audience. He made us think I felt for it. over and over again that he was a good Character turns out, turns out he wasn't. So there was a post the other day on the Castle Rock Twitter feed that said, uh, essentially, a story beat because obviously they left the ending very ambiguous. They wrote something on their Twitter feed, which was one Henry uh, had to die for the other to survive, or something it's like, like that.
1: Harry Potter; neither can live while yeah. the other survives. Now,
0: anyone who follows their Twitter. That must be absolute garbage. I mean, there's no way the showrunners would let something like that go out unless they were serious. This, this is like Walking Dead levels of using social media to justify your decisions. <laughs> and anyone who watches Walking Dead will understand. All I'm going to say is two, three words. No, two words. Glenn and dumpster. There are no reason, you know, they use social media there to to justify their their storyline. It was awful. Uh, I'm sure the showrunners here seem very switched on. I don't think they would allow it to happen. We had a theory over with Castle Rock Historical Society that they had an intern in charge of the Twitter feed for five minutes and it got out of hand.
2: Mm.
0: So that's what I want to say. But
2: they've been killed now.
0: They have been. Uh, they, well, they've been put in a schisma box well. and left there to think about well, the voice of God. And talking of the voice of God, Amy also had this to say. Also, what if the voice in the woods was the kid's voice all along and he's orchestrated this psychological torture from the start? So we said Manipulator, taking it to the next level there. I quite like that in a Very way. Possible. Mike had this to say. I was really happy and excited when you announced you'd be keeping Castle Rock Critical going. Your show increased by enjoyment, uh, my enjoyment of uh, Castle Rock tenfold. You've also inspired me to give King's book another try. Uh, and this is interesting, and this is for anyone who hasn't really fell in love with Stephen King before. For years I've wanted to like King. I should like King but every time I read one of his books I end up feeling disappointed. I can understand <laughs> that in a way. The last two were Bag of Bones and Needful Things that he read. Both sucked me in and kept me interested until the end when it felt like everything fell apart. So does that sound familiar to anyone?
1: I mean I've read Bag of Bones and I can agree with you Mike. I think it is intriguing but I said this in the last podcast and Emma tried to come at me with it but Stephen King doesn't do do good endings, Mm. and that's known. That is like what he's known for. So it's very right that you would think that Mike because it's true he doesn't know how to conclude things and I think Castle Rock lives up to that well Ooh.
0: for anyone listening just to say uh, Mike goes on to say that he's ordered the dark half and the dead zone after hearing Emma and Lucy mention these two several times she uh, he's looking forward to reading them and looking forward to more castle Rock critical so that's very good thanks, very nice Mike. thanks Mike and for anyone thanks, out work. there who does want any book recommendations we gave some last week in the in our in our wrap-up uh, in our finale podcast and also you know just go back through any of our podcasts and we'll talk about loads of the books there's so many out there to go check out and they're not just supernatural some of them are grounded in reality and are human stories so uh, do go check them out it's a good thing to do in the off season
2: slagging a bag of bones off is a bit spineless isn't it
0: (laughs) pardon the pun Uh, Sherry has had this to say thanks for writing in Sherry Uh, she's she's literally uh, called us out on several things this season and and pointed out several things this season that we hadn't noticed she had this to say Uh, Is the kid simply an iteration of Leland Gaunt? Uh, They do show two articles mentioning that Gaunt is missing at the same time that little Henry is. Um, I think that was back in episode two. And he has many similar qualities. Okay, so, you know, that's kind of true. They sort of do cross paths a little bit in terms of the the sort of timeline of Castle Rock. It's interesting.
2: He's a bit evil. He's a bit weedy. He's a bit of a wanker.
0: Evil, weedy, wanker. Um, So I think there's some some evidence there sherry but she also had this to say she's just re-watched the howling man on prime so a little plug for prime thank you amazon for sponsoring this podcast only joking (laughs) uh and then she found this and she's attached some pictures which tell the original ending from uh, tad beaumont's short story the howling man so this is like a a twilight zone type adaptation thing okay this is a story. Having just been told the identity of the strange howling man that the brothers kept locked in a cell, mm. so already, yeah. David Ellington leaves Father Jerome, well Father Jerome in the story, but Brother Jerome in the adaptation, mm. set to go to the authorities. Returning to his room where Brother Christopher well, I don't know what they say Christoph- Christophorus. Christophorus is asleep. He lies down and waits. Two hours later, he goes back to Jerome's room and steals an iron key from around his neck, the key that opens the howling man's cell convinced the man is innocent and deserving of freedom he makes his way to the cell sliding the key into the lock the door opens and the howling man steps out into the corridor i felt a momentary fright as his clawed hand reached up and touched my shoulder but it passed yeah good Mm, what's he doing back back to the book back to the book the two make a run for it leaving the abbey and heading down (laughs) towards the village ellington grows very ill and begs the howling man to wait for him he cries out for help Help you? He laughed once, a high pitched sound more awful than the screams had been, and then he turned and vanished into the moonless night. Father Jerome tells Ellington, I fear that you'll be delirious a while, my son. These things you see will be quite real, most real. You'll think, how quaint that you've loosed the devil on the world and that the water come. Brother Christophorus, ridiculous name, is more honest and sympathetic, telling more Ellington, yet yeah, more honest, te- <laughs> telling Ellington, your weakness was his lever. Doubt unlocked that door. I think we should stop it on that last night. Your weakness was his lever. Doubt unlocked the door. So let's move that on to the next part of the feedback, which is, you know, Sherry's sent us that in because that, that line about um, doubt being a lever is something that's left at the end of the episode, at the end of this season. The, the fact that we've referenced that the kid mm. torments, manipulate his captors, makes them have these ideas of doubt. Lacey's doubt unlocked the Door and allowed him to touch the kid, which unfortunately (laughs) led to his suicide. They normally do that. His doubt. They normally do that. His doubt did him in. And at the end, we see the kid doing his best to sow the seeds of doubt in Henry. Guilt. So I think we leave it on that for feedback. I think that's an excellent point. And doubt. Is a lever, and Henry certainly has some doubts. Otherwise, he would have topped him. He would have killed him and it would all be over. So that's it, guys. That is genuinely it in terms of major Castle Rock Season 1 coverage. And I just want to speak on behalf of everyone and they can chirp up whenever they want. Um, but I want to say <laughs> thank you to every single listener this season. You have been amazing and your participation this season has made it incredible. We really do appreciate um, all of the feedback all of the interaction that we've had and of course I did say we're going to be covering Cujo in two weeks time so definitely come check that out with us and you know as I said we're going to be all year
3: round. I think this um you know our coverage in the off season is going to be great because it's like a we're setting up a little film club aren't we let's we've got a couple of weeks go and watch Cujo come back and have a listen to us talk about it and then yeah, we'll set the next one for a couple of weeks down the track. That's it. That's it. And and, and you know the, the thing
2: viewers have homework.
0: The, yeah, I mean, you look all listeners. We're gonna announce it on every social media channel as well, uh, so you've got plenty of time to see it. And you might have already seen it and you just you know the film very Watch fondly. It again. I imagine anyone listening to this podcast has probably seen a lot a lot of Stephen King adaptations. Mm. And it's just a fun time for like, like you said, Gav, like a book club, a film club, for everyone to get together have some drinks and listen to some some fun because we're gonna have some fun with it it's not gonna listen be to some fun. well john <laughs> john 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 tries to <laughs> suck the fun out of it but we try so yes please do join us for that in two weeks time uh, and we hope that you've enjoyed our season coverage of castle rock thank you so much it's been amazing you've made it the hard work worthwhile we've got day jobs um and we've put a lot of time into this podcast a lot of time yeah.
1: But it's uh, been worth it.
0: It's been bang on worth in it. It's been amazing. Yeah,
1: it's been really enjoyable. And I hope
0: you've all enjoyed it. And if you have, stay with us over the off-season. Please do leave us a review. We've had some lovely ones in the last um, mm. couple of weeks, uh, giving us some blueberries. And, you know, that's lovely because it keeps everything... You know, nice and fan critically when we have the blueberries going.
2: You don't have to give us five blueberries. No, you don't. Have a real think about what you've heard over the last season and, uh, know, and score us fairly.
0: Score us fairly, yeah. We any always...
2: notes
1: on how we can improve is also welcome.
0: Yeah, feel free to send that into fancriticalpodcast
3: at gmail dot com. Whatever you do, do not give us half a blueberry. No, no, that would it's
1: be not annoying. possible. It's not possible. Full blueberries only.
3: Um.
0: And if you have enjoyed this content, please do subscribe and also subscribe to Fan Critical, our parent podcast, where everything is, as I've mentioned many a time this season, we'd appreciate any subscriptions to that. And I guarantee you'll like some of the stuff that we've got on there so we've please, got so
2: many, so many movies coming
0: up we've got so many movies coming up we've got the predator which we're doing uh yeah. we, we're seeing the predator this week and we're predator. gonna when we're gonna do that venom venom oh yeah
2: venom.
0: um what else have we got we've got halloween halloween that's I gonna be a classic halloween. so we've got just those three in the next month so we've, we've got crazy. some really good ones so please do check that out and from on behalf of me i want to say thank you len your host i want to say thanks from john cheers thanks Lus- for listening lucy You're
2: doing great thank you
1: guys
0: uh gareth
3: Thank you very much, everybody.
0: And uh, Emma does say thank you very much.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: that's her in Juniper Hill. Mm. We'll see you in two weeks' time with a rabid dog and a lot of beer. See you then. Bye. Bye. I love the way my note says "rabbit dog." <laughs> <laughs> very cute. And
3: also, is that is that just John? Or? <laughs> <laughs> that I won't be home anymore, for something happened to me while I was driving home, and I'm not the same anymore Oh, I was only 24 hours from Tulsa home.
1: That is when I saw her As I pulled in outside of
3: the small hotel She was there And so I walked up to her Asked where I could get something to eat And she showed me where Oh, I was only 24 hours from Tulsa i only one day away from your arms